you agree that, you know, it's time that we all wake up and take responsibility, even for our ancestors that did not know any better? been waiting patiently to have this kind of conversation. <laughs> well, it's Wake Up With KC. You know me, I'm Kimberly. And today I have a special guest who's a master level psychic co-medium and spiritual advisor. And he even wrote uh, an interesting book and it's titled have your angels call my angels. So please welcome Artie Hoffman. Artie, welcome hey, to the show. Hey, how's it going? It's, it's actually good. It's, it's a good day. Awesome. I have I'm to really admit to that I, I had a little accident, but I'm, I'm, I'm recovering and healing. Tell I actually happened. fell down what, some... What happened? <laughs> Well, I was having such a wonderful time on a yacht over the weekend, and I was going down the stairs, and my foot just slipped, and I fell on my tailbone. Like, the step hit that one part of my tailbone. So I was like, ouch, that hurts. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It wasn't even the ice that did it for you. No. <laughs> it was a set of stairs. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's not my first time busting my ass. I was on rollerblades and did it too. So there you go. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> I had a good time on a jet ski though. I can tell you that. <laughs> Before the I incident. Wanna, yeah, I want to own a jet ski. Oh my gosh, they're so much fun. I've been on them. I've been on them, but I want to own one now. Well, there you go. But let me ask you something, Artie. A master level psychic co-medium, can you explain what that's about? What no, it is? it's just a play on words. It's it's like I'm a psychic and a medium. Oh, okay. And, 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 and when because I'm funny, to, because I've been known to be funny, I'm a comedian. Oh, I get it. Duh, you. <laughs> So how did this all take place for you? When did you discover your spiritual gift? Oh, God. It happened when I was approximately 27 years old. And I got a postcard sent to me in the mail. And it said, it was in my junk mail. And it said, how would you like to develop your psychic ability and intuitiveness? Come to the Edgar Casey Foundation in Virginia Beach. Edgar Casey, really? Yeah. Wow. So anyway, so I asked my wife, who is my wife at the time, I said, how would you like to go to this? I said, this looks really entertaining. This looks pretty exciting. And she goes, I don't give a crap about that. She goes, you can go if you want. I'm not interested. So I went away for that one weekend seminar and they taught you how to open up your heart and mind to be 100% unconditional. Mm. And, um, and, and, and it literally changed my life forever. And um, there was about 50 of us in this one large room. And um, it was amazing. It was just amazing. And I uh, met so many wonderful people and uh, they broke us up into groups. And uh, they said, whatever you get, whatever you share, just share it with that person, you know, whatever you want, whatever you get. And so I was telling people my true thoughts and feelings and people were telling me how accurate I was. And I was amazed by this because this was the first time I've ever done something like this. And so people were doing it to me as well. And they were pretty accurate as well. Not everybody, but most people. And so it was pretty interesting. And, uh, you know, so I went home and I got myself a, a deck of spiritual cards. I was reading for friends and family for a few years. And uh, people were telling me again how accurate I am. And uh, it was just amazing. It was just amazing. And, uh, and, then, and then I got to a point where I needed some extra money for investment purposes. So I threw an ad in the paper. 
And, uh, and I said to myself, I said, I know how to do readings. I said, you know, I'll throw an ad in the paper. And uh, it said, if I don't pull through, no charge. So um, most 90% of the people paid me. 90% of the people paid me. And um, by word of mouth and by a little more advertising, a whole career just took off. And uh, wow. it's been amazing. I've been on radio shows across the country. I've been on Fox TV. I performed at casinos, um, doing live shows, doing private parties. I call them arty parties, where I go to people's uh, homes and I read for their friends and family. And, uh, you know, people call me up from all different parts of the country and around the world. And, and I read people over the phone. You don't have to be with the person in person to be able to read them. So, well, would you agree with, and it'd be safe to say, because we're all connected spiritually, energetically, and you can just pick up plus our spirit guides. It's like their spirit guides, guardian angels is communicating with your spirit guide, guardian angels to translate the message. So you're going to laugh at this. So okay. I, wrote, I wrote two books and one of the books is called have your angels call my angels. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote a book called angels and answers. And then uh, both those you can get on artiehoffman.com or amazon.com. I, I have it in the description so our audience can get access to that. So there, that's for them to go check out. But I love the title. Have your angels call my angels. Yeah, that book is mostly about relationships with other people, your relationship within yourself to yourself, self-respect, and also your relationship with God and the angels. And I talk about very deep subjects and some of its poetry and by i explain it very simplistically so it's very you know it's very cool and uh the other book i talk about deep subject matters um again about life about uh self-esteem about saints about angels about god have your angels call my angels i talk about a lot of deep subjects but i explain everything very simplistically and I always tell people, when you read those books, you're going to swear that I wrote that book specifically for you. It's going to hit home. There's a lot of aha moments. So what gave me the ability to be able to write a book like that, those books, when you read for over 33,000 people in your career, uh, that gives you a little bit of clout to be able to talk about certain subject matters. And what's really interesting is that when I start to um, read uh, people in the moment, I'll get messages for them or about them or about life. And it's like, even though it's coming out of my mouth, I say, wow, that was amazing. And I have to write it down so I could either put it in my book or put it up as a post because some of the messages that pull through in the moment even though it's coming from me, but it's coming through me. And, and the messages are so beautiful. So, you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, how is it possible that I could communicate to people who have passed away, people who have died? Because like you said earlier, it's spirit to spirit. It's connection yes, to I, connection. And so let me... Uh, I want to go into some history of what my understanding of, you know, it's been written even in the, the biblical times where there were seers, you know, seers were considered, you know, they got messages, visions and whatnot. And my understanding about prophets and prophecy was they played, they did poetry. They wrote poetry. They played an instrument. And they sang. And th so there's a misconception of what a prophet is in that degree. But I, I remember hearing about seers that saw and had visions. And that to me is like that was back in those times. And we've evolved so much that 
during in timeline histories, they were considered either witches or, you know, there's a bad name for being a psychic in the religion aspect of things. Those but are for all, all those people who think narrow-minded. Those are very narrow-minded people who don't know jack crap about spirituality. They're very limited in their way of thinking. They only know according to what religion tells them or what they were taught to believe since they were a kid. You know, it's like these are very narrow-minded people who think, who, who, who don't think that there's life beyond than the immediate appearance. Oh, and then like, we're going to be the chosen ones. And I'm like, well, if God loves everyone, exactly. then what makes you think you're the chosen ones that are only going to go up to heaven? If he loves everybody and not only that, but if he made us in his or its image, because to me, God really doesn't have a preference in gender. It's a spiritual divine creating life force energy that's in every one of us and we have access to it so it's like why would he create us in an image and then create a hell or put us through damnation and judge us later when we're part of him i go by him because i'm the female part he's the male part would you agree everybody plays their part <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I agree that there's only a heaven, that there's no physical place called hell, that hell is an emotional experience. That's all hell is. And a lot of us are living a living hell right now. You know, if you want to call it hell on earth or just hellish circumstances or whatever, but you're allowed to get yourself out of it anytime you want. Yeah, because we are the creator of our, our reality. And your reality is based on your perception and your belief. So I believe you can either create your own heaven or you can create your own hell. It's your choice. That's free will. 100%. And um, more people need to take responsibility for their choices and for their life. So if you put your hands into somebody else who screwed you over, it's not just their fault. It's your fault because you've allowed it to happen. Unfortunately, you get the rug pulled out from underneath you and you have to be able to regroup and make things happen. Right. It's like because life is just an experience to know, to gain knowledge, to gain wisdom and understanding to know better. That's how I look at it. Have I had things happen to me? Yes, absolutely. I've been I've overcame so much abuse and I'm still standing. And it's just an experience because how would I know the difference? Absolutely. Um, you know, everybody has their different experiences in life. And the secret to life is that all of life is nothing more than a perception. Mm -hmm. Everything is as big as it is. And everything is as small as it is according to the energy of what you give that person or that situation. It still is what it is. A circumstance or a person, they only are what they are or it is what it is according to the energy that you give it. And would you agree that it's it, there's a connection to like law of attraction, you know, positive, attracts positive, negative, attracts 100%. negative? So I, I have a I have a, another question to ask you. What do you think about extraterrestrial beings? Um, that's my next door neighbor. <laughs> <He too. laughs> Ow, that hurts. <laughs> but there's other. I believe there's other highly oh, there's, involved. There's beings. other beings. There's other beings in the world other than just us. One hundred percent. Yes. I mean, I personally haven't experienced them. But I know for a fact that they exist. You know? I've seen them, but I mean, like in, in their little sh spaceships, whatever you want to call them, I've actually seen them not once, but twice in my lifetime so far. And wow. I've always been fascinated based on history because I love history. And when I 
ask a question, I question everything and it leads me to, you know, more eye-opening or realizations, you know, wow, these writings were like 95,000 years ago and they're describing these things that came from the sky. How, so, old, yeah. how old were you and where were you? I was uh, 13, between 13, 14 maybe. And I happened to wake up one, like really late at night. I had to go to the bathroom. I came back and I happened to look out the window and this thing showed up and stopped like a dime. And it did this stop, 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 and then took off. And as I it was stopping, I'm like, that doesn't look like a plane. That doesn't look like a helicopter. That doesn't look like one of those army jets. And then I'm like, that's up. And it took off. So that was my first experience. And then recently here, I saw something. Wow. So, and what was your experience it, with that when you just recently saw something? Well, I happen to be talking about my findings, my research about, you know, these highly evolved beings. Um, there's a disclosure coming about the un unidentified flying objects. Then there's the unidentified submergible objects that are in the water. So I was talking it, uh, with my boyfriend. And when we were having this discussion, I just happened to look up and it, and it came and then it shot out. And I was like, oh, oh, da, di, uh. I couldn't get it out of my mouth. And he's like, what? I'm like, I just saw an UFO. I kid you not. He's all, you're just, I'm like, no, I, it can't, there's no way to describe seeing it just show up out of nowhere and then just take off. And I was just blown away. I'm like, I knew it. <laughs> and then your boyfriend said, bartender, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, even in history, there was magic. There was healings going on. Always. You know, and, and I, it, it's like, it, it, it's been here all along through centuries, through time and whatnot. People have these gifts and I'm just curious now of with what's going on you know, with one, this pandemic, and then two, the financial um, economy, the way it's going and whatnot. What is it that the angels and spirit guides, you know, to give us some kind of insight of what's truly going on? And if there are people ready to hear the truth. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of people don't want to know the truth. They want the truth to be what they want it to be. And, That's sad. Uh, you know, and again, all of life is nothing more than a perception. So, mm -hmm. you know, the Bible has been, uh, transformed over a thousand times, according to different people's perception of what they believe history or reality to be. And like I said, you could be in a relationship with anybody you'll have your perception of it and somebody else will have another perception of it. Not always like that. Sometimes those people, two nice people are, have the same perception in the same relationship. But when there's uh, problems in paradise, you definitely have different perceptions of what the truth is and, mm -hmm. um, you know, or what you believe God to be or what you believe angels or saints to be. Or, you know, some people believe that once you leave this earth, that's it. There's nothing else. And then also what I explain to people is right now, my soul is communicating to your soul. Or when I do readings, my soul is communicating to their soul or to their higher spirit, giving me answers. But your soul is utilizing your body to express itself while here on earth. So that when you die, it's not that you die. Nobody ever dies. You can't no. kill anybody. The body dies. The body dies off. And the soul, your soul and spirit will lift up out of your body and go into a different 
dimension, energy form, which is the light form. So what happens is that life moves on. And so therefore, uh, when they leave their body, when the soul and spirit leaves the body, all pains go away. All um, emotional and, and, and physical pains go away. You don't have to right. do it on the other side because it, it's earthly stuff. So when you're not connected to the earthly uh, circumstances anymore, all pains go away. And then, you know, like I'll give you an example. When people come back from, from the dead, say they visit you in your dreams or they appear in a camera or whatever, they will appear in the way that you know them as. Your grandfather will appear looking really good, very healthy for the age that you know him as. Whereas your mm-hmm. grandfather will appear to another friend or a family member as a younger version of himself as they remember him or know him as. But, and, and that's, you know, this, that's the spirit able to do that. You know, how they come back and they come back in your dreams. You know, and a lot of people think, oh, you know, I dreamed about him or her. And, you know, was that them really visiting me or was I just dreaming about them? It's like, no, that's them really dreaming. That's them really visiting you. You know, it's not just uh, just merrily, merrily, merrily. Life is but a dream, you know. But um, right. so, you know, um, there is a lot more to life after this life. And we've all been here many times before. Most of us, I, I should say, have been here many times before. So a lot of people don't realize that, you know, before you're born into this world, we pick our parents. We pick how we're going to die, when we're going to die. We pick most, if not all, the major challenges that we're going to deal with in this lifetime before we're born. Like we already know, it's all, there are things pre-programmed. Not everything's written in stone. But there are a lot of things that are meant to be where it's going to happen, whether it be being uh, into an abusive relationship, having financial issues, sickness, uh, good health, wealthy family, you know, wonderful circumstances. You know, you picked it all as far as according to whatever it is that you are, that your karma is meant to know in this lifetime. You know, so the reason why we go through these challenges, because a lot of people say, well, why would I pick alcoholic parents or why would I pick abusive relationships? Why would I pick sickness or pop? Oh, I lost you. Audio. You're saying like, why would I pick this? Mm-hmm. And it's like the reason why is so that you could spiritually grow. So before you come into this world, say, well, we're in the spiritual world. We already know as spirits that God has, you know, loves us all unconditionally and God gave everyone free will. And God says to us, and it's a, and it's a knowingness within all souls, at least on a subconscious level. God says, you're allowed to do with whatever you want in your lifetime. And I won't stop you. But the catch is you are responsible for all your actions. And so as, and so when we come into this world, all right, like I said, we want to spiritually grow. That's our main goal, to spiritually grow to higher levels of spirit. The only way that we could do that is by experiencing about um, forgiveness, unconditional love, patience, compassion, blind faith. The only way we can learn about these sinews is by going through these experiences. So I always tell people, if you want to become a good boxer, you have to learn to take a good ass kicking. So if you want to, <laughs> so if you want to spiritually grow, if you want to spiritually grow, then you have to be able to handle all these circumstances gracefully. And if you don't handle these circumstances gracefully and you remain bitter or angered or, or you know, super frustrated, then you're going to remain stuck. 
So the beautiful, the weird thing about life, beautiful thing, weird thing about life, as soon as you're born into this world, you're blessed with amnesia because now it's time to play the game of life according to all the pieces you picked. Interesting. And it's like, and, okay, so oh, wait, you talked about- better, Wait, I got it. More interesting, more interesting. Okay. So people who commit suicide, they think that, you know what? I can't take this bullshit anymore. I can't take this crap anymore. I'm out of here. So they end up killing themselves because whatever. Uh, they got caught stealing, cheating, fooling around. They got caught embezzling. Um, their life is in ruins. They just found out their partner cheated on them. Uh, they just, whatever the circumstances are, the depression, it sets in. All of a sudden they say, you know what? I'm out of here. So what happens? They don't realize that when they end their life, it doesn't end your problems. It begins all over again because you will be reborn into another family that, that you just try to run away from. So you're going to be reborn into a family that will lead you to the exact same circumstances that you just try to run away from based on all the choices that you originally picked until you get through it. Well, isn't there another aspect to that when someone, um, like does suicide, it's a sacrifice too for the next generations to end, I guess like, like that, I guess a curse or something that they like, you know what, I'm going to take this for the future generations so they don't have to deal with that. I'm sorry, you kind of lost me on what you're saying. Well, some people that, uh, commit suicide could it be also another i guess a variant or a, a key com not a key component but another component to where they made a sacrifice for the the rest of the generation of the family what do you mean they made a sacrifice well they took their life so the future generations doesn't have to pay the the price of whatever if you want to call it a curse or everybody has their own karma of what they have to deal with and um you know within their life circumstances everybody has their own individual karma of why things are the way they are you know, it's so deep that, you know, it's not a generic thing to answer because everybody has a different reasoning of why someone, um, you know, lives a happy life, a sad life, a depressed life, uh, an abundant life, a short life, a long life. Every single life has its own meaning and purpose. And all the people that commit suicide, I strongly believe that they wish they did not make that choice to end their life because now they're going to have to repeat what they've started. Um, suicide's never the answer. I mean, I can understand, maybe I'm wrong, but I could understand if somebody is in excruciating physical pain where their bodies are hurting so much on a daily basis, they can't take the pain anymore. Whereas I can understand somebody wanting to, you know, end their life because the pain is that excruciating or they just give up their will to live, you know, but because you're going through some emotional challenges, this is something you've created. So now whatever you started, whatever you accepted, you know, it's up to your responsibility to have to deal with whatever you've created, you know? So, so and, and, and God, again, won't stop you from making any choices you want, you want. And even if you wanted to commit suicide, but what, that's why, you know, um, it, it says, you know, love thy neighbor as you should love thyself because we are all connected. So if I hurt you, I'm hurting myself. 
if I love you, I'm loving myself. But if you have to experience whatever energy you put out to the universe will come back to you. So if God forbid you were to kill somebody purposely, you will come back as the victim of what you've created to the other person or the pain of the other person. You will, you know, you will have to experience that. It's not that God's punishing you. It's just the law of the universe so that you could understand the meaning and the actions of your actions. Wow. So let me ask you something. Have you, um, you know, at parties and, and doing readings and whatnot, have you come across somebody like it was a mom or a wife or a husband um, that um, it's still living, but they had a partner or a sibling or a, a child that committed suicide that came through in one of your readings? Oh, my God. A lot of people come through in their readings who committed suicide. Yeah, because the energy, just because their energy has transformed to go into another body, into another life. I don't know how it happens. I just know it is possible. But a part of their spirit is also capable of staying on the other side in the spiritual world. So the best example I could get you, because the spirit has the ability to split up into multiple places. You know, how many times did you say, God, there's not enough of me to go around. I need to be to have two, three or four of me to get everything I want to get accomplished. Well, in the spiritual world, that's kind of true. And the best way I could describe it is that if you were to take a piece of paper and you ripped it in half, you ripped it in quarter, you ripped it in eighths. Mm -hmm. And you took each piece of paper, put one in New York, one in Australia, one in Dubai, one in Connecticut, one in Miami. You could see the paper belongs to the same energy, but yet they could be at different places at the same time. The spirit is capable of doing that. So right now, if you wanted to imagine yourself being in Hawaii, your soul, your thoughts could be in Hawaii in a nanu moment, not even a second, a moment. If you picture yourself being in Hawaii, that's the way spirit is. It's just instantaneously. They could be right. anywhere because because in the spiritual world, time and space does not exist. It's it's all everything is the same. So a million right. years before is like a million years after. It's all the same. Wow. And you are now I've heard this. I mean, I've read some things about you, but it, you're a native Jersey guy born on 4th of July with the chutzpah, compassion and humor and truly the hottest psychic with the warmest heart and also known as Hardy Hoffman, a Jew with a clue. This is all true. <laughs> <laughs> so you have some, you know, the Jewish background religion. How did, I mean, you brought up on the Jewish realm of things, but then you're also a psychic. Was there some conflict in the family? Uh, you know, because I don't think they, do they believe in that stuff? Well, angels are mentioned in the Bible. Yeah. Angels are mentioned in the Bible, in the Hebrew Bible. And yeah, their angels are always mentioned many times. So we believe in angels. Um, you know, as far as the afterlife, I mean, I don't agree. Like when I go to temple, I mean, I'm very proud of my religion. I'm very proud of my heritage. But yet I don't believe in everything from the religious aspect. On the prayer end of it, I do. But not everything from, I don't know, their concepts. I don't, you know, because there is a part in the Bible when I was at the, during the high holidays and it says, oh God, we are nothing but dust or we were nothing, you know, you know, we are made, we are something, we're all something, we're all very powerful. God decides who, who is wealthy and who is rich and who is poverty and who is stricken and who is, I feel like God's will is your will. So for whatever 
you will your life to be, God will support it. You know, I God will help. That. God, you know, the reason why circumstances become more harder in other people's lives is because you have to create, God will create pain or the angels will create pain in your life to corral you to go away from where you belong. I think like the, the, the universe tries to hit you with a two by four to get you to, you know, wake up. That's why I started this show. It's like, wake up. <laughs> why wait until a catastrophe to change your life? Why wait until something, you know, drastic happens? Why not do it now? Because the ego wants what the ego wants. Your soul will tell you what's right or wrong. And how many times did you say, I should have listened to my gut? I should have listened to my gut feeling, whether to stay in the relationship or to stay with the job, or, or I should have left, or I should have done this, I should have done that. Your soul tells you the right moves, but your ego says, no, but it's like going to Las Vegas or Atlantic City. It's like, I want to win a lot of money. I want to win a lot of money. And then I know I feel like, I, but your soul and your spirit, like you've got this weird feeling going on inside. You might not be feeling it, but your ego is saying, yeah, we're going to make it happen. It's going to happen. And then you end up losing your ass or whatever, you know? So, right. you know, so you say, what does it happen? Because your ego wants what it wants. A lot of times you want to be with that person, but will that person give you what it is that you're looking for that constitutes a happy life or a happy marriage? Mm. And just I, because just because you got the golden car that you want, if the engine runs like shit, then right. why are you going to want to keep on trying to hold on to that car? Right. And I, I talked to another guest, you know, we were talking about some aspects of spirituality and I'm like, you know what? What if ego is actually the devil that you created that keeps you hostage from being your true authentic self? Well, that's, that's the common that's, and I talk about that in the book. I talk about that in angels and answers. We always have a choice. I said to you earlier, mm -hmm. we always have the choice. Should I, should I have that cigarette or shouldn't I have that cigarette? Um, should I have that affair or shouldn't I have that affair? Should I take the job that's a little further away but pays more money? Or should I go with more convenience with the job, the other job? It won't pay as much. It will maybe give me a better quality of life. We always have choices to make, and it's our choices. If everything was purely perfect, then what, what would be the sense of living life if everything was just purely perfect? Right. You know, we're here to learn and not to learn, but because we already know everything, but to experience and to grow. We're here and to, to connect to our, our higher, I want to say higher, the higher self, the spiritual, because when you connect to the spiritual aspect, higher self, that greater intelligence that can guide you to, and yes, there are angels, there are spirit guides to help guide you too. It's just, to me, it's like asking the right question. What is the next best move for me? And, you know, give me a sign that I know it's from you. That this is the way to go. And it takes practice. Well, a lot of times people do get the right answers, but they don't want to hear it. You'll hear the right answers from your friends, from your family, from a billboard, from a TV show, from a movie scene. You'll get signs, but are you paying attention to them? You know, there are too many people are waiting for the hands of God to come down from the heavens, from the clouds, and just to manhandle to make your life improved or better. And it's like you have to make the moves and the choices and then you figure it out as you go along, you know, you know, life's lessons is through the journey. You know, it's all about making the best of the journey of your life. Um, and 
what would you say about someone that, because I hear this all the time from the Christians is, well, God's in control. You got to put God in control. And I'm like, no, I'm in control. I need to figure out what to do. God's not just going to say, okay, here you go. That never like resonated with me growing up. You have to be able to project your thoughts. Your thoughts are very powerful. Your words are very powerful. I agree. What you so think, your what you and your feel, are... and what you do is all connected. You so know? what your thoughts and your words are that are very powerful. All right. You project your dream. You project your goals to be what you want it to be. So I'll give you an example. So you're in a relationship and the circumstances are pretty crazy and the both of you want to be together. But so long as you're visualizing and projecting what you want the outcome to be, so long as you are being persistent, consistent with your actions and your thoughts, then don't worry how it's going to happen. Let the how part be left up to God. That's when you give it up to God, the how-to part, all right? It's your job as an individual, your own individual responsibility to be able to be, re yeah, be responsible for your life, the, the quality of your life, the direction of your life. So you just have to project your thoughts and your energy to what you want to experience. A lot of people... They say one thing, but your actions are doing something totally opposite of what you say you want to do or where you want to be. Give you an example. And I, and I can't stand when people do this. And I'm not saying for myself personally, it just frustrates me on other people's behalf. Or am I going to meet somebody? Am I going to meet somebody special? Uh, and I had a reading like this a few weeks ago and she was yelling at me because she thought the reading sucked. And I said, the reading didn't suck. I was, I, I needed to act as a life coach to help you get undone from what you're doing to yourself. So I'll give you an example. I said to her, so do you go out? No. Do you have a boyfriend or a husband? No. Do you try to connect with any friends? No. Do you have a job? No because she gets government assistance, you know, or social security or whatever, whatever. Um, do you go out and do any activities? No. Am I going to meet somebody? She says, how the hell are you going to meet somebody when your actions do not project? She says, what do you see for me in the future? I said, what you got right now in your life, everything you're experiencing right now in your life, expect the exact same thing years down the road because nothing's going to change because you're not making any moves or any changes to make things happen. So you want to lose weight? Well, guess what? You better start eating healthy or start exercising if you want to lose weight. But don't go telling me I'm trying to lose weight when you have a pizza in your mouth or a brownie in your mouth because that ain't happening. Unless if you have the metabolism of, you know, 12 pistons of a, of a powerful car, you know. So right. a lot of people say they want what they want, but their actions do not follow their words or, or their desire, their desire. See now the difference between wanting and desire. Wanting is just a thought. It's your thoughts. Mm -hmm. That's what wanting is. I want to become a millionaire. I want to be in a relationship. All right. Are you saving any money, money to make that happen? No. Are you going out to try to meet somebody? No. So you're just wanting it. It's just a thought. Your desire are your thoughts put into action create your reality. That's your desire. Everything you have in your life right now, whether it be good, bad, wonderful, indifferent, whatever, everything you have in life right now, you that's your desire. Because all of your actions, all of your thoughts have created exactly where you are right now today. And if you don't like where you're at today, then make different choices. Make healthier well, choices. One, now, you are a, a coach and a spiritual advisor, and this is the one thing that I've learned is if it's going to be, it's up to me. i got to change my limited beliefs. i got to change my my mental programmings 
and the emotional energetic traumas that I have been carrying and get to the root. You know, what am I thinking? Be conscious of be, be aware of my thoughts and how I'm feeling. Thoughts is the language to the mind, but feelings and emotions is the language to the body. And connecting them together, then you make better choices that lead you to opportunities and, and, and just it will feel right. That's what I've learned over the years. And it it's just it takes practice. It's not going through a McDonald's drive through and bam, here you go. No, because you have to rewire your mindset. And too many, too many people put their energy into other people's lives because it masks their own problems. So they rather try to help out others and give too much of themselves to others, depleting their own resources. And then they wonder, and then they complain, woe is me, woe is me. I gave everything to everybody and now I have nothing. Well, then whose fault is that? Because you didn't love yourself. You didn't respect yourself. You didn't honor yourself enough. So you, by your choices, depleted yourself to be in the mm -hmm. position you're at because you were trying to save everybody else when you didn't even keep enough fruit or enough seeds in your own plantation to feed your own self. So instead, you gave everything to everybody else. And now you okay. wonder why you have nothing. And whose fault is right. that? You and then you people say. don't respect you because you've given so much to them that now, rather than appreciation, appreciation turns into entitlement. So that when you stop performing to help their lives out, now they look at you as the bastard or the jerk because you are not helping me out anymore. So I don't like I'm like, anymore. I'm not, you're an enabler. So get off your ass and do something with your fucking life. That's how I am. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it's like, it's so, nice to help out people, but there's got to be boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries, healthy boundaries and give it to them and say, Hey, this is the only time I'm going to help you out. Now you need to figure out your own shit, get help, get whatever. Cause I'm not doing this. I'm not your caretaker. You're here on this life to learn your own damn lessons. Here's a helping hand. But after this, you got to, uh-uh. But let's talk about sex. Wonderful nice topic. Shape. One of my favorite topics. <laughs> we have a misconception about sex. Do we not? Um, where are you going with this? So be a little more elaborate with what you just said. Okay. A lot of us have a misconception about sex because one, our upbringing, two, religion. Sex is the most beautiful, wonderful, amazing experience. It's like euphoric, orgasmic ecstasy. I'm a big fan of it. So, but the thing is, is that, you know, sex could just be sex where it's just a physical thing. Mm -hmm. Or sex, um, when you're emotionally connected to, when two people, takes two, when two people are emotionally connected, it's making love. That's mm -hmm. the difference. Too many people look at sex as that's love. It's true. I, I lost you. I can't hear you. Okay. Oh, there sex, you are. Yep. Sex is true only to a point about making love. When two people, in other words, when you're building a relationship and two people are really falling for each other big time, all right, it's making love. But when people meet right away, and say have the one night stand or after the second date and they just go right at it. A lot of times it's just sex or it's just lust. And then a lot of times people give themselves away too easily. And I always tell girls, well, and guys, but I tell girls 
that if you want an all-out, fun, loving relationship, all right, if you want a serious, deep relationship, you don't want to sleep with the person right away. You want to build on the relationship and wait um, about a month or two months until you actually go there because you want to build on the relationships because a lot of times, too many times, once people have the sex part, they leave the other person. The other person feels depleted because they're looking at it like, oh, we're, we're having sex, we're making love. And the other person's looking at it like, wow, I got my fill, I'm out of here. You know, so you gotta, you know, to me, uh, the sex is like the icing on the cake of a relationship. But first you have to build the foundation of the cake to make a beautiful relationship. And then you put the icing on it to appreciate it. If you just go for the icing, you're going to end up getting sick most of the time. Once in a while, once in a blue moon, there are people where, you know, love at first sight and they do it right away. Once in a great blue moon, it does work out that way. Once in a, it's like hitting the lottery, but it does happen. But on the most part, uh, people look at, you know, they just want to get their physical pleasures out of it. And, you know, but it's also important that if you are allowing yourself to go there sexually with somebody, you know, um, are you on the same emotional page as one another? Are you just friends with benefits? You know, maybe one is looking at friends with benefits. The other one's looking at, no, that's, that's my partner. That's my, you know, I, I want to be with that person, but the other person isn't on the same page as you. So well, then there, there needs to be communication, wouldn't you think? Yeah, that's true. It needs to be communication. But then again, not everyone's honest. A lot of times people will tell you what you want to hear just so they could get you in the gunny sack. You know, so what, what is the. Um, hey, listen, the I'm a big shirt. fan of sex. I love sex. I love making love. But right now where I'm at in life. I'm not into just having sex. I can't just have sex. If I'm going to have sex, I want to make love with somebody because the emotional spiritual high that you get when you are intertwined with somebody is so exhilarating. It's okay, like, so to add to that or to complement what you said, emotional and energetic, that sex to me is the synergistic energy exchange between two souls coming together you first feel it energetically but then it gets so hot and so intense that did you freeze no oh okay i thought you froze off i was like wait um then you have to get to that physical because then there comes the euphoric orgasmic ecstasy is that about the same kind of thing i apologize mm -hmm. but i'm i'm trying to follow you but i i kind of lost you a little bit on, okay. on where you were okay. going with this on how you were saying it I, I didn't lose you because of technical problems i lost you because i'm trying to understand what you're saying okay sex synergistic energy exchange it's when two souls human beings they have a spirit and a soul and they, the energy, it's like the, something that clicks. You go walk into a room and you feel it. You know, you see that person and you feel something. Yeah. It's, uh, it's more than mo emotion. It ha to me, it's like not really emotional it's, yet. It's just simply called, chem it's called chemistry. There you go. When you have chemistry it with, yeah, it's when you have chemistry with somebody, that's, that's the lovemaking part, you know? That's the lovemaking part. And a lot of times, like I said, people will go to have sex with the partner. And in the moment, in the moment, only the moment, but in the moment, they feel like this is great. This is unbelievable. But the moment the orgasm happens, the orgasmic experience happens, it's like, all right, I got mine. It's like all of a sudden it's like, are you both still energetically connected? When you have chemistry with one another, you know, I used to say to my wife when I was with her at the time, I said, I don't want to make love to you just inside the bedroom. I want to make love to you outside the bedroom, meaning with life, you know, mm -hmm. because that's to me is what a beautiful relationship is all about. 
is to be able to be so connected and and to be in a healthy, loving, beautiful relationship, you have to have trust. So the love could be at a 10 or a 12, but if the trust isn't there, you don't have shit, you have nothing because the emotional is getting chopped down or depleted because you're not feeling that loyalty or that, that honesty if you don't have the trust. So trust is very loyalty and honesty, very, very important when you're in a relationship. So like I said, you could love the person at a 10 and I've counseled many people where they do love their partner at a 10, but they don't trust them. And it's like, and they feel like crap inside. It's like, well, you don't have a relationship, whatever, you know, I mean, it's yeah. a relationship, but it's a falsehood relationship or it's not what you want it to be or think it, it is. So but like I said, wow. the two of you need to be on the same page, but it really sucks in a relationship where one person's a, com a communicator and the other person isn't a communicator. Gotcha. And I think that's a lot of the issues with, you know, a lot of people, they just don't know how to communicate. They're distracted. Yeah, uh, you know, they get distracted with the kids, they get distracted with finances, they get distracted with their job, they get distracted with their own personal interests, and they're not putting enough energy into their relationship. And they get distracted with this. There you go. So, so it's very um, important. It's very important to create balance in your life in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Because there's got to be the you as the mom there's got to be the you as the friend there's got to be you as the worker you as the daughter you as um a wife and then there's got to be you as you or you as the girlfriend whatever play, part you're playing in there's it's very important to have a balance in your life and not just your entire life just solely a wrap just around your kids or just around your mate or just around you know poetically Hallmark card. You're my first. You're my last. You're my everything. You know, it, it's it's a beautiful song and it's and it's a beautiful way of expressing how you know I love you more than life itself and you are my everything. But realistically, you would really piss me off or I would piss you off if we were our everything, because those are two insecure people when you can't incorporate other aspects of life into your life because you're obsessed with one person or one thing. When you're obsessed, there's a saying that Neil Donald Walsh said, whatever you obsess, you won't possess. I love him. I've read his book four times, Conversations with God. And oh my God, there's some parts of it. I had to put the book down. I got so fucking mad. But I calmed down and I'm like, well, let me see what else he has to say. I'm I'm done being pissed off. Let me go see what else is going, you know. And then it was like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, that makes sense. <coughs> so I love his books. And thank you for bringing that up. Um, wow. I, I just love having this conversation with you. <laughs> thank you. How? My little ass hurts from <laughs> But I'm telling you, if you were to read my books, it will give you a lot of aha moments. And you go to Amazon.com or ArtieHoffman.com and you'll see Angels and Answers or Have Your Angels Call My Angels. And I promise you, it's going to be an eye opener. And it's very simplistic. I explain things very simplistically. Well, I look forward to getting in. I wish I got it before I knew I was going to have this interview with you. And so I can, you know, ask you more questions. But I'm sure I would love to have you again on, on the show. And, you know, just to show the audience, I'll be the guinea pig. And if you just like do a simple reading and so the audience can see and hear what it would be like to to be with you thank you thank you yeah uh, people won't be disappointed um you know i'm a psychic a medium a life coach 
And um, a lot of times, you know, you know, when people come in for a psychic reading, sometimes it turns into a medium reading. That's why I connect to loved ones who passed away or or they come in for. Uh, I lost your audience audio. Are you there? I can't hear. Uh, sometimes, um, you know, um, it, it turns into a life coach where I try to help out people. So that lady who kept on asking me, you know, what do you see for me in my future? A lady who doesn't go anywhere or do anything with her life. So I was giving her all these life coach lessons on how to make the quality of her life better. So what I do is I give people back their power. I give people an eye-opening reading so that they could make healthier choices about their life so they can um, be a happier person, so they can attract the love of their life, so they can become better at who they are and what they do or to manifest more money, whatever it is that you want. You know, that's a part of being a life coach. But um, also, psychically, I see things, you know, that, you know, therapists, people call me their psychic therapist. So, and I have therapists who come see me and I didn't even go to college. So, but it's the angels. It's the angels who give me all the answers. So people say, Artie, how do you know so much? Or how do you know what you know? I only know what I know because the spiritual world, God, the Holy Spirit, the, the angels, the saints, your, your higher self, you give me all the answers. They give me all the answers. So they make me look good. So, well, what as a as a psychic to a psychic what do you are you getting any messages from the angels to to share that they want to share with me It's very important for, for your life to grow. It's very important that you incorporate family or family is very important in your life. To make, that's what's gonna give you the emotional stability and the confidence for you to be you. And for you to, yeah, to manifest as much as you want. I keep on hearing that when you asked me that, the spiritual world was playing the song for me for, on your behalf. We are family. I got all my sisters and me. So it's a lot of it. And, and I said to you earlier before about balance. So they were saying to balance out your life or, or for you to manifest more. You can't just put all your energy into one basket, just into one energy and, and just expect things are just going to go great because the other aspects of your life, even though you'll be successful, but will you be happy, happily successful? You could be successful as a psychic or as a broadcaster or whatever, but are you making yourself more well-rounded? They're saying to make yourself more well-rounded, to incorporate other people and things in your life, to include other people so that you could feel you know, more fulfilled as a person. And when you're in a relationship, you want to share your life with someone. You don't want to live your life through somebody else. Got it. Thank you. So you want to you want to create your own individual self but yet share yourself with others lovingly. But also, and I'll leave you with this, the love and respect that you give to others is the love and respect you deserve. Thank you. So if you don't like the way other people are treating you, then you need to step up your game and say, that's not good enough. There was a beautiful saying that I read not too long ago. And it said, I used to walk into a room wondering, will people accept me? Now I walk into a room thinking to myself, will I accept them? Ah, that's a good one. Very so, well spoken. Yeah, so it's it's very important. It's very important to respect yourself while helping out others. And that you don't allow yourself to go in other people's trenches. 
Gotcha. I appreciate that. Thank you. And I have another meeting to go to and I apologize. That is okay. Thank you for joining us. And I look forward to having you again on the show. Um, you have any workshops real quick that you want to share? I'm sorry. That are coming up? Events well, coming up? I have a Facebook live show that I do every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. It's a Facebook live show called Angels and Answers. Artie Hoffman's Angels and Answers. And it's a Facebook live show. All right. Thank you for, again, for joining us. And everybody, just go to Facebook, look up Artie Hoffman, and you can get a, yes. a reading. Right. If people want a reading, they could uh, email me, artiehoffman at Gmail. Or you can call me up at 732-778-7173. Or you could call and my one And the information is posted in the description, too, in case they want to read it. <laughs> That's right. So if you want a reading or a group reading, and I don't care where you're at. If you're buying, I'm flying. <laughs> I love it, Artie. I'll have to bring you down here and have a party and bring you flying down here. I would love we'll that. Work on it would it. be a lot of fun. Okay. Thanks again, Artie. All right, sweetheart. Thank you for having me on your show. It's a pleasure. Right. Well, there you go. Artie Hoffman is very... The hottest psychic, I got I gotta say, gotta give him props for being the hottest psychic and great sense of humor. And if you want to have your own reading, just go to Facebook and look at the description down below and connect. And look forward to another great interview with a great guest right here on Wake Up with KC. Do you agree that, you know, it's time that we all wake up and take responsibility, even for our ancestors that did not know any better? I've been waiting patiently to have this kind of conversation. <laughs>